All right. If I talk at this volume, is that still going to be um, recordable? Uh, yes, and not not only will it, if you don't mind me saying so, it, it has a dulcet tone that is very enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm just see. I don't live in a room so much as a converted dining room. So all the passed out people from the party last night are sleeping outside of my. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Oh, I mean, am I being called on to go? Do you guys hear that too? Oh, Sorry, we were just called as, as dropped. And we got him oh. back. Hello, Ezra. This is your conscience. Now Chris dropped, but in a different way. Ezra, talk. We can... Ah, oh, damn it. It sounded like the ocean. No, it sounded like a car driving by. Uh, you missed this conversation. Ezra is going to be recording from outside of a closed coffee shop in... Boop! <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is episode number fi- 67. Wow, 67. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television, and we have now done as many episodes as there are throws in judo. And speaking of things that'll hurt you just to think about, we are talking today about The Power by Rhonda Burns. This is the sequel to her smash hit, The Secret. I'm sorry, did I say sequel? I meant this is the same as her <laughs> smash hit, The Secret. <laughs> Uh, I wrote the same book again. If you want to get this book for free under either name, you can get it for free by going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Sign up for a free trial, and just for being a fan of our show, they will give you one or possibly two free audiobooks. I don't know. Possibly. Um, let me introduce you today. I have a very special panel today. First up, he is a 20th century new thought author reporting live from Cairo. It's Ezra. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> You know, I'm different from the 19th century New Thought offers. Uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you're newer. I don't know about thought yeah. or author. <laughs> There's no different in thought. It's old thought. Also joining us today, uh, he's a 13th century theologian and physicist. Let's welcome Chris back to the show. Yes, I'm here because my life is governed by the four humors. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and join us today. We have a very special guest, the founder of Christianity, ladies and gentlemen. Let's welcome Kerr to the program. Hey, it's time for wine. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us, of course, I am your host. I was the 16th president of the United States. My name is Alex, and this is my last show before I go to the theater. It should be lovely. Yeah, I can't think of anything will go wrong there. <laughs> Wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. <laughs> okay so before we talk about the book that we're ostensibly reading oh by the way we're listening to the first half of the power and we need chris to summarize these first three hours in the style of a completely insane woman trying to hold it in with a faint Australian accent. Oh, come on. <laughs> the accent is holding her insanity? <laughs> uh, I think maybe it's like if you let the full Australian go, you'd be fully insane. So it's they're both metered. <laughs> it's just about self-control, Chris. You can do it. Wow. All right. God damn it. All right. Your timer will begin when I say my first – when you say your first word. 60 seconds on the clock. Go.
The power is about love. It's about you and love and me and feelings. And those feelings of positivity and the law of attraction from the secret follow up to tell you that it's about love. It's love when I boil my children. It's love <laughs> when I wish myself money that I already have. And it's love when I reach out to the universe and trace it back to new thought authors and pretend that I know anything about physics or quantum mechanics in order to explain to you that love is what holds the universe together and you must love everything. Also, draw rings. Draw rings. Uh, just a clarifying question, um, Chris. Uh, very reasonable, very good summary. Boiling children? That one caught my ear also. <laughs> Yeah, I skipped to the end. You guys missed that because you haven't read the second half. Of the book. <laughs> Holy shit, I want this to, like, the second half of the book is just Hansel and Gretel in the first person. <laughs> the power is about living in a gingerbread house. <laughs> and when having the power to lure children into the oven. Love. You already know that the children are in the oven. And you thank the universe for the children are in the oven. <laughs> And then it's no surprise that you'll see the connection between doing a good deed, like blowing a homeless person, and then the children that wind up in your oven. Uh, I, um, just one clarifying question, Chris. Yes. Blowing a homeless person? That one, that one also kind of backed me for a second. Yeah. You know, it's just the gold yeah. pool. Oh, okay. You guys missed that part because you haven't read the third one, and Chris and I have. <laughs> <laughs> Now, so the way the show works, of course, is that we start and end with a compliment sandwich for the meat of our discussion. That sounds fair. It seems like genuine uh, intellectual criticism. And Kerr, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the compliment round. Which would you prefer? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to opt to go last, actually. Very well done. Okay, I'm going to go first. So at one point, I really enjoy that Rhonda Burns said that bad feelings are like wild horses. <laughs> and whenever one of her friends is in a bad mood, she just imagines that that friend is actually on a horse, and then she doesn't take the bad mood so seriously. I want to compliment this because I also can't take anyone on a horse seriously. See the mounted police. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great moment also because right before there's an example of uh, a woman with her thoughts creating a horse so it's like oh my god Rhonda Byrne just created six different wild horses with her <laughs> she's creating life <laughs> and they're all crazy and evil why is she doing this all right we, we have to play she's the horse. loose cannon we have to play the horse clip because it's just so good and it illustrates some other stuff we'll need to talk about later like the sound effects so here is the clip of the horses to lighten up about bad feelings I have imagined bad feelings as wild horses <laughs> There's an angry horse, a resentful horse, blaming horse, sulky horse, cranky horse, grumpy horse, an irritable horse, you name it. There's a stable full of bad-feeling horses. If I feel some disappointment over something that has happened, then I say to myself, 
Why did you climb on the disappointment horse? Get off it now because it's heading for more disappointment and you don't want to go where it's going. And so I imagine bad feelings as wild horses I climb on. And if I climbed on them, then I can get off them too. So I love this. I love that there are horses involved. I love thinking of people on horses to make them seem silly. If I'm ever performing, I'm going to imagine the audience is naked on horses. <laughs> there you go. Okay, continuing backwards, Ezra. Continuing forwards, Ezra. Yeah, it's what's still your, forwards. Nothing's what, happened yet. What's your major compliment? Okay. Um, well, there's there's something that she said that I thought that was actually very true, um, which was, um, I think, going into this, everything, I think she said, everything I thought was wrong, um, which is so accurate because, you know, she thought that she probably could write a book, yeah, which was vastly uh, overstated, I would say. <laughs> From what I can tell, everything she thinks now is also wrong, so... Interesting yeah, situation I mean, to find herself in. But new and different wrong things, I think, is the point. So um, she's moving in not a, a the right direction, but a sideways she, direction. She's making lateral passes. Yeah. <laughs> she's trying, all right? She's trying. What are you do? Chris, what is your major compliment? My major compliment is about the law of attraction that she made up or has... <laughs> and really, what it's about is I think it boils down to childhood name-calling, that the universe is rubber and you're glue. <laughs> Anything that you sent, give out will immediately be thrown back to you in the same exact manner. Um, well, it's, it, it's actually unclear because at some point she says in the same way, like if you, uh, you know, give away money to somebody, someone, like the universe will give you money, but other times it's like, well, if you do a good deed, then somebody else will make you a sandwich. You know, it's like, it's kind of a barter system. But... <laughs> Things and sometimes stick. the universe gives you it back like 20-fold. Yeah, exactly. The universe lacks self-control. <laughs> <laughs> and also throws shit. It's yeah. very impulsive. The universe, is, the universe is really worried about abandonment and is worried that if it doesn't give you back more, yes. then you'll just stop being friends with it. Uh, I, that's why it's all about oh. love. Really, it's about the needy, whiny girlfriend that the universe is. Yeah. Or It's, it's like the ACLU. You give them money once, and then they just keep coming back. <laughs> There's, it could be it could be beneficial financially if uh, your currency is deflating because if you give them five dollars, <laughs> really you know. valuing the currency by letting the universe play in it. Yeah, basically only Argentina's making out like bandits. <laughs> the universe is just like, tell me you love me again. I just, I, I just said that. You know I love you. No, but but tell me again. Just say it again. Just say it over and over and over again. It's like you're trying to take a nap. The universe is like, what you doing? <laughs> you thinking about love? What you thinking about? You thinking about how you love me? Like, no, I'm trying to take a nap. You, oh, think about love. Any presents? You want to get me any presents? <laughs> Buy me something. Uh, <laughs> how, do you, how, do, how would you have the what are we conversation with the universe? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, me, universe. I don't know. <laughs> what are you? That's the question. You Maybe will get so many breakups back to you if you break up with the universe. <laughs> Listen, universe. I know you're boundless, but uh, you know I just want to leave my options open. I, yeah, uh... you've also got a boundless ass, and I just see myself with a skinny universe. <laughs> you're a size boundless, and it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, uh, Kerr, let's let's, let's rein this in. Uh, you have to make a compliment to this book. Okay. Um, yeah, I, there are so many I could give, but I think the one I'm going to go with, because I feel like we're going to talk about the soundtrack at a later time, and that oh my was God, fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if there's one thing I want to compliment her on, it's on uh, her occasional perfect logic. And I'm thinking <laughs> of this one spot I'm looking for it, uh, in which she says, when you feel good, you will be happy. Really? Nailed it. Yeah, that's almost like A equals A. Really going on the limb there. And it's not like that was a transitional sentence. That was like the culmination. It's like, ta-da! That'll be All right, it's time for our new favorite segment. Uh, this is called Clarezra Explains It All. Uh, we have with us the very special Clarezra, a certified genius in all matters of things. And we will ask him questions about the book, clarify things that were confusing to us from it, and he will explain to us how they're not wrong. We're just too simple to understand. And by yep, he, ready? I mean Shim. <laughs> Shim? Thanks, guys. <laughs> Herim? Anyway, uh, okay, so who has a question for Clarezra? Uh, I have a question for Clarezra. Yeah. Um, this is clearly a very wise woman, and at the very beginning of the book, as she's sort of uh, championing herself and pointing out how successful the secret was, she argues that she's changed tens of millions of lives. Yes. How does she know that? That's a great question. Well, um, she knows how many books have been sold. All right. And also, very easy to know, there are many situations where the price of the book would have been very useful <laughs> in someone's life. For example, uh, you know, if you, if you don't have that $10 that you spent on the book, um, you will starve for that one day. And that can be a very powerful factor. If someone's sick, they could die. So she could have killed tens of millions of people very easily. It, like your last <laughs> cancer treatment was $10. Yeah, exactly. You would have kicked <laughs> out cancer. Instead, you die. So... There was a special, and you decided, nah, I feel like reading. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to get a book. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, well, if I had the secret, why do I need to... Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't need to take the cancer. You just love that cancer away. Yeah. <laughs> Other questions? Uh, Claire, Claire Ezra, I have a question for you. Uh, Rhonda Byrne, in, in her description of everything in the universe, describes anything is either negative or positive <laughs> to you. Yeah. Is there not room for reasoned indifference? Um, she was, notice what she said. She said, to you. All right? Which means that she understands that you are not a person, but actually a binary computer. And, oh, if I'm wrong, but you are a binary computer, are you not, Chris? Uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question, Claire Ezra. Um, at one point, she says that when you say things like "I'll be happy when I have more money" or "I'll be happy when the kids graduate," those things won't happen because you've said them. 
why is the universe going to punish my kids for my bad thoughts? Well, as you know, uh, education is the greatest way to, to raise someone up you know, out of poverty. And so denying that is the greatest way to punish someone. And the universe does not do things in halves, you know? You know? <laughs> if it, punishment should be all or nothing. So um, I'm sorry that you slipped up, but your children and your children's children will pay the consequences for the rest of their lives. <coughs> that is so very reasonable of the universe. I, I'm sorry I, I, I fucked up. Well, you just attracted more fuck-up by apologizing. <laughs> yes, I want fuck-ups and more things like them. <laughs> Claire Ezra, I have a question for you. Yes. In one early part of this book, uh, Rhonda Byrne is describing a universe without love, or a world without love, and how terrible that would be. But she really just describes it without people, and that there'd still be animals and uh, baby-making. Yeah. How is this the worst thing in the world? No people but babies? Yeah, I mean, those would be a lot of hungry hungry uh, puppies. <laughs> because no one would feed them saucers of... What, what do puppies eat? Puppy chow? <laughs> saucers Puppy of chow. other cut-up puppies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it is a world without love. That does <laughs> suck. Exactly. I don't this want is puppy what... cannibalism. See what you've done, Chris? <laughs> Dang it's it. puppy puppy world, guys. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> How would there still be saucers? That's the thing I don't understand. <laughs> well, they, they have to work in the puppy sweatshop to make little <laughs> saucers for each other. Oh, thank you, Claire Alex. <laughs> I, think, I think saucers are the only thing that aren't uh, positive or negative. They're right on the cusp. <laughs> They're casual. So they get to continue to exist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They can't be destroyed. They're always like, there. It's like the line separating the yin and the yang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> S-shaped. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Claire Ezra. Uh, yes. I, I was told by Ronna Byrne that I could use the power to get anything. It doesn't matter how big because it's all just the size of a dot. And yeah. her examples included getting a dream job, a family, a perfect partner, or becoming president. Um, yes. I am a 26-year-old atheist communist who wasn't born in the United States. How quickly would the law of attraction amend the Constitution to allow me to become, and as well as popular opinion, to allow me to become president? Um, notice that it doesn't exactly say how long it will take. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, a, a while. I'm just going to say a while. I mean, once I'm like, 35, it would be less impressive. I just want to know if it would work before then. Um... Well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you'll have to specifically use the uh, use the power to get enough electoral votes in Texas, which I think will probably be your biggest hurdle in the first place. So <laughs> focus on that, and then we can talk. <laughs> the universe will get back to you. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fair. The universe helps those who help themselves by way of Texas, or, who are Texas already County. leading in the electoral polls. Thanks. Thanks, the universe. Yeah. In regards to Texas, Clarezra, I... Uh, I have a question about the World Series. I uh, yeah. want I want the Giants to win very positively. I'm very positive about how much I want them to win. But I am pretty positive, or I'm pretty sure, let's choose a different yeah. word, that there's someone in Texas who wants the Rangers to win just as positively. Mm-hmm. How do we reconcile mm-hmm. this? Well, I think here's the problem. You shouldn't want them to win you should be grateful that they've already won. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You mean in another universe they've already won, or that they made it to the World Series? No, you have to act like every day. You have to get up and get dressed as if the, yeah, the as Giants if they've already, already won. won. Yeah. So, so you um, you have to uh, go to the parades that are happening. Yes. Uh, you know, in San Francisco, um, you have to. Uh, I guess um, you need to buy a world champion. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was what were you saying? I was gonna say buy a shirt, but now that you said blow the Giants, I say go for it. Wait, so what are you idea. doing if they're World Series champions? I, I think that's you, what you'd be doing. You'd have to. You have to act, yeah, right? So that's just... Start, the last stop start on the parade way. route. Yeah. Well, yeah, example. everyone... Tim Lincecum just drops his pants at the end of the it, block. And it reminds <laughs> up. Yeah. It's like how in, like, uh, like holiday parades, they throw candy to the children. They just throw uh, pitchers' <laughs> junk into the audience. Yeah, at 90 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> Is that how fast a pitcher's junk moves? Well, by the time it actually gets you, it's traveling like 35 or 40. <laughs> Can you imagine how... Bill O'Reilly would love it if that's how San Francisco did their World Series parades. <laughs> <laughs> show would be like, I knew it. <laughs> that would be it. Here's the thing. When you're throwing pitcher's junk, though, you have to be pretty careful because they already got two balls on them. So... Uh. <laughs> So they're down in the count automatically. It's, it's, a, exactly. it's a hitter's count whenever you're blowing a pitcher. <laughs> uh, Ding. I, I got a question for me, for Clarezra. Oh, please, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dear Clarezra, like, how do you know everything? <laughs> well, Clarezra, I'm just awesome. I got a feeling this is a question. you look so question. good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely feels like a softball question coming. Go ahead. The question is, did Hitler use the power because it seems like he really wanted to do a lot of bad things, and he got a lot of them done. So I just don't know how anyone else could be so effective in, in their job without using the power. So. Oh. You don't think it was just, like, really good time management? <laughs> <laughs> you think he was getting things done instead? Yeah, well, yeah. well, well known <laughs> for keeping very system? thorough to-do lists yeah. and organizing them both by time and by value. Yeah, never really left home without a moleskin and a space pen. Yeah. Even though those two things weren't really around Isn't in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was acting as if they already existed. He was like, thank you, universe, for the wonderful time management tools that will someday exist. This pen can already write through butter. I am so... Whoa, <laughs> awesome. Can yeah. they do that? Yeah, space pens? Oh, hell yeah. Write through butter? Write through butter? Yeah, if you put butter on a piece of paper and then you write with it on a space pen, it'll... Oh, if there's paper the... there. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't like... <laughs> No, you're not writing on the butter. You're writing on, to the paper underneath. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's Hitler figured that out. Yeah, I know. Uh, Hitler just used to he used to wake up every morning and act as if he was already the dictator. <laughs> he'd put on his little suits and he'd like give really big speeches in his living room to all his stuffed animals. He'd get really mad at people if anyone had any like negative thoughts about not being able to conquer the world. He'd be like, "Oh no, gotta go. No negativity zone here." <laughs> No, the Eastern Front is a good idea. <laughs> no, yeah, well, not with that attitude, it's not going to work. <laughs> Just, I want a little sign that says no negativity zone in front of a dictator. Okay, so moving right along, we talked a little bit about uh, the about the sound effects. Oh my god! 
And I, I oh, would yeah. like when we, I think when I played the horse clip earlier, I gave you some idea of that. But I would like us to do a dramatic reenactment of something that could very well have been in the book. Uh, and here's how this is going to work. The three of you are going to have a conversation about how you have each used the power in your everyday life to get something amazing. And I will act like the background of the audio track. Okay. Okay. Hey, Curran Ezra. How's it going? It's great, dude. How's it going with you? It is fantastic. I just ate the best sandwich. Mm. Well, you know, I went wow. to the store and I ordered a sandwich from the deli. You know Max at Ching-ching. the deli. He's a good guy. Well, he was slicing the pastrami for my sandwich. And he, he told me, passingly, that they were all out of mayonnaise. I know, right? At first, I thought this could be a problem, but instead, I was just grateful for the universe that this was an opportunity that presented me to realize how much I really love mayonnaise. Heaps and heaps of mayonnaise on my pastrami sandwiches. So, I pushed my squeaky cart down the grocery aisle and went to the mayonnaise jar, and then I threw it at Max. He wasn't out of mayonnaise anymore, and I had a great sandwich. That must have been the point at which I showed up carrying a lightsaber in a cage of koalas. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And the day that that happened, I also was at a share concert. That's so funny because I was actually at that share concert also. It was at a field where we were all just walking through like knee high mud to get to the concert. Yeah. If I remember, actually, I think there's like a NASCAR race going on nearby as well. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, and then uh, Tom Waits was there at the share concert as well. Was he performing or was he just mumbling? It's hard to know with him. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I had some some change in my pocket and I just dropped it all on the concrete. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and then then the uh, the concrete gave me back all my change. Exactly. Here you go. Twelve, thirteen (laughs) dollars. It spoke and didn't know how to round very well either. Twelve dollars thirteen cents. <laughs> that is a lot of nickels that you carry around, Ezra. <laughs> I uh, you see, because afterwards I was gonna go beat up some people who owed me money with a, a sack full of nickels. <laughs> with Tom Waits. <laughs> Man, the universe really is made of love. The, the background sounds weren't just 
sound effects. Though. There's also this sort of like Lord of the Ringsian uh, triumphant. Yeah. What is that? yeah. 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 At the end of every chapter, and then she'd so she'd she'd throw it to some bro at the end of each chapter. <laughs> like, Dude. <laughs> You summarize this, but yeah. there's sort of this like you know Helm's Deep type background music, and then, and then, and then the guy's like, "When you love, you are loving," and then sort of just. <laughs> Points of power. Every person is surrounded by a magnetic field. Wherever you go, the magnetic field goes with you. You attract everything through the magnetism of your field. Your feelings determine whether your field is positive or negative at any time. Every single time you give love through your feelings, words, or actions, you add more love to the field around you. What I hate about it, though, is that it, it totally worked on me. Like, I got really into it. <laughs> You're like, yes, this is intense. This is the universe. <laughs> While playing this music, I would, like, really, get, like, focus on what he was saying. Like, I couldn't not feel like I was slowly picking up a sword, you know? <laughs> Serious syllable wordplay, verse spray like a desert bird blaze. Niggas where the curb blades are flaking. Pretty shitty on a Thursday. The city my committee toss away the dirt stay. I think, like, basically, she's tapped into this uh, niche of people who think that their life sucks. And as a result, they stay inside and watch TV all day. If instead they go out and do things, their life will get better. And she's managed to convince those people that this is true. And then to that degree, uh, she's spot on. You can tell it's a niche market of daytime TV people because they talk about, like, you can have more money, you can get a job. You don't hear stories about, like, yes, a poor villager on the Chad-Sudan border kept thinking <laughs> that I'm going to live my life as though the militias didn't yeah. steal my life. <laughs> As if my whole family hadn't been killed by by a genocide. Exactly, and started setting the setting the dirt floor as though a whole family were still there. Like it's it's yeah. not. This is not <laughs> about like the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> right? The power is not aimed at that guy. Yeah, the power yeah. is not aimed yeah. at you, tongueless third world refugee. I mean, no, like, I sorry. You know, <laughs> you just paint a vivid picture, my friend. That's all. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, that was. What happened to the tongue, Chris? It, it it got cut out by the militias and the warlords. Oh my god! About the what? warlord, I. Why? Yeah. Why would anyone attract that to them, though? Why would? Why would anyone do that? Exactly. And when yeah, Rhonda Byrne says, that, "Yeah," Rhonda Byrne says, "Everything bad that happens to you in the universe is attracted to you by your negative thoughts." Like, <laughs> really? You're willing to go that far? I mean, like, yes. If if you used to have money and now you live in a worse house and you're divorced and you know that you have two kids that you probably only see on weekends like you can kind of piece it together that maybe there was some culpability there but this is a new feature called chris tells a sad story <laughs> we just give you a prompt did you just you just tell the worst saddest thing that's ever happened to anybody <laughs> God, i want to cry <laughs> <laughs> no but it's that's really a really good point thoughts. though is what I mean, people who just have totally tragic lives, 
How, what have they done wrong? And to take it to the extreme, how do you address infant mortality? Those guys have been putting out wavelengths for like two seconds and then they die. That would be the saddest thing I know. So, Ez. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering, has this ever worked for you? Oh, man. In a big way, all right? So, uh, just picture me, all right? I uh, I have, like, my, my iPhone. There's nothing on it. I really want, like, an audiobook. And I'm like, okay, what can I do to get an audiobook? I'm going to imagine that I already have an audiobook. And all of a sudden, boom, I had one, and it was perfect. Uh. This is one of those times where sometimes people use sound effects to cover up a lot of action. Yep. You know, so so what was that boom like? Did that boom involve buying an audiobook? No. No, no, no. I'm just telling you, it was completely um, just got secreted over to me or powered over uh, since we're on part two. Yeah. Um, yeah, just got powered powered to me and I, boom, had the audiobook. You did it, you did it again with the booms. Um, did I? So you, you secreted it. And then, yeah. boom, and then you had the audiobook. So what was that boom like? Uh, well, that was just me. Yeah, it was, it was good. Thank you. It was about like that. <laughs> but if you were to talk about it in more detail and not just make the sound uh-huh. uh, that you had sort of onomatopoeia'd a second ago, um, yeah. what was the process of the boom like? What did it feel like? Did it feel like typing? Uh, no, it just felt like, you know, like kind of there's a wiggle to it, and then like a shaking, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, maybe, maybe it was more like a kapow. Is that better? It was like a kind of a kapow, and then audiobook happened. Okay, so what what web page were you looking at when you boomed? Uh, when you no. wiggled and shook? I don't really remember, honestly. I just thought, I, I didn't. I don't even think I was on a web page. I think it was just pretty much on, just all through the secret. So it wasn't, you know, audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Uh, I feel like I would have remembered that. I feel like audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep is pretty memorable. Probably was stuck in my mind if I if that's where I'd been. I think it was just pretty much a a kapow, or even a, a like a pop 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 might have been it. Uh man, it just I'm so confident that yeah. you signed up for a free trial and got a free audiobook, and that you're covering that with sound effects. Why Why would I do that? Why would I think that 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 life would be exciting if I had more booms in it and less uh, less free trials. Why? Actually, I think I answered my own question. <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. We want you in our room reading audiobooks. <laughs> Go to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Get a one-week free trial to audible.com. Sweet. After that, it's only Gotta get get Okay, uh, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to do our minor compliments, and then we will say goodbye to you all. So going in reverse order, as we always do, Curry, you're going to have to go first in the minor compliment round. Okay. Um, my, my second compliment to her is that she managed uh, to repackage one small piece of knowledge that she had and sell it again. 
to to the masses. I just think that's really really impressive. I think she's a genius marketing wise. Yeah, I heard I heard this one didn't sell very well. So I wonder if maybe somebody read the back of the book and was on to her. <laughs> this is just the same, but all over again. Yeah. Maybe she gave away too much in the last book. Do we know about the packaging for this one? I'm sure you guys have talked about this, but apparently the packaging for the first book was like why people bought it. No, I hadn't heard that. Well, what was the packaging of the secret like? Oh, okay. So, because I, I was talking, I've been talking about this to everyone. <laughs> this woman is like in my life with her little bro and his bullet points. And I, uh, one of, one of, my friends told me that the secret was wildly successful because in bookstores it was bound uh, in the same way that, you know, you want to go read like a video game magazine in Borders without buying it, but you can't because it's bound in this plastic wrap and you're all upset by that. Whoa. It, you can't. Yeah. And, and, and so, why that helped because it forced, it made people curious because it was a secret. Yeah, exactly. Someone says, there's a secret in this book, but we won't let you flip exactly. through it. You're like, well, I bet exactly. it's a good secret, you know. Yeah. Oh, that is pretty good, and and now it makes the it makes the power seem really stupid. <laughs> it really should have been called. Oh, and I also forgot to mention, and then be shrink wrapped again. <laughs> All right, you are done. Uh, continuing backwards, Chris, what is what is your compliment? My compliment is the subtlety of certain passages of this book. Now, uh, a lot of it is bold bullet point outline PowerPoint presentation thing, but little personal details are subtle. So here's an example of this: when Rhonda's giving this example of when they first moved to America and their dog ran away into the woods and her daughter was really upset, right? Mm -hmm. She says that her daughter's best friend of 15 years was gone, right? 15-year-old girl, her best friend is a dog. What does that tell you? Homeschool. <laughs> Put it together. Put it together. So, like, just, just fill in sh just little shadings, and I admire that. Yeah. She, she subtly gave you the homeschool tip. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she also could have been raised by dogs. Oh, good call. Oh, her daughter her daughter is like a girl Australian Mowgli from the Jungle Book. <laughs> I think that's a nice way to think of it. All right, Ezra, what is your minor compliment? Um, it was kind of alluded to in the beginning when we did introductions, but she actually does say after a quote from Jesus... Um, Jesus, founder of Christianity, which mm -hmm. is so good because it's a bad time he got recognition for that. And also, <laughs> uh, yeah, all the paper pushers later on get credit, but yeah, no, really. I mean, someone should say that, you know, actually, this is something he did. He should be known for it. Um, the other thing is that it helped me distinguish uh, the person who I thought it was, which was um, uh, Jesus uh, Colome, the pitcher for the Washington Nationals. Uh, yes. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> who, yeah. who uh, if you blow him, it comes at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> and it's a hitter's count uh awesome yeah that's very good that was very nice of her to do that for you yeah wasn't it uh okay so my final final comment my minor compliment uh she says very clearly if you can imagine it it already exists which means thank god there are somewhere monsters robots with that can feel emotions fuel efficient jetpacks bed bugs big enough to hollow out and make actual beds out of the world is so much cooler. A mechanically viable lightsaber? Duh. Yes! Yes! The nose to go out to here and then stop? Yeah. There is a version of me who doesn't have to finish this book.
thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We will be back again next week reading the second half of The Power, the final three hours. I don't know. Maybe it'll be different. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, uh, so join us again for that. Like I said, you can get free at Audible. And please, if you want to hear us read or listen to something that you enjoy, go to read-weep.com slash suggest and suggest a topic for us and vote on other possible topics. We also love co- uh, any kind of feedback. Read-weep.com slash contact. Anyway, as always, thank you for being here, Ezra. Thanks for being outside of a cafe in Cairo in the yeah, rain. Sorry for all the uh, noise and uh, the traffic going by. It's, my internet got canceled today. That is okay. And thank you, as always, for being here and being reliable, Chris. Thanks, even though that's not true. And thank you very much to our special guest uh, for being in the middle of a party. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Kerr. <laughs> Thanks, Kerr. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, Kerr, do you have anything out available on the internet that you would like to pimp? Uh, do you have like a, oh, a blog or a video series or something from somebody else that you'd like to mention or even uh, just diet and exercise or other good advice? I Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything. I have a really mediocre blog, uh, eaglefight.tumblr.com, and I'm going to pimp Google because I think they need your support. It's <laughs> <laughs> very generous of you. Uh, thank you so much. We'll uh, see everybody else next week. Take care. Goodbye. God, what was that? It's a koala getting cut in half with a lightsaber. Oh, I, <laughs> why would it do I know that? Exactly what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure koalas sound like monkeys. Yeah, look, an eagle flew out after it got cut in half. That you know what? Uh, tell me what koalas do sound like. They don't make they, much noise. Like like eucalyptus being chewed softly. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Just like. All right, all right. Here we go. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't let him play with lightsabers. It's very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs>